Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everybody, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast for this week. It's Amy McDonald here. I hope you had an amazing weekend. I've got a request. If you are a regular listener, particularly people who do myofascial release or I can't believe I'm actually asking for this, any of that rollable tennis ball goodness. I went for a beautiful bushwalk yesterday and it was sunny. It almost felt like it was warm. It was just divine. The scenery, all of it, the company, fantastic. Didn't realize until I got home after, I don't know, we didn't, maybe 16K. I kind of smashed myself. (laughs) I'm an old lady and my calves this morning like what so if you are a regular podcast listener if you have any hacks for like what to do with your calves I am hobbling around like yeah anyway send me something on insta amy yoga biz coach give me some help it's funny you know this morning and I'll get to this in a moment we had the first day of my create your perfect yoga business plan challenge and I was thinking while I was preparing you know what amy you are lucky that this is online Because if it was in person, everybody would know that you can't hardly walk, baby. Your calves are so tight. (laughs) You, Jai Zoom, save the day. Anyway, I've just confessed it to you all, so that defeated the purpose. So back to it. Today, I launched, uh, along with like hundreds, literally, I can't believe how many of you signed up for this. So fun. Hundreds of other yoga teachers from around the world, a five-day challenge to get your shiz together regarding having a business plan. And today I want to share the first day of the challenge with you as our weekly podcast, because I want to make sure that if you're not signed up yet, you go get yourself signed up. This I know, and I heard from so many of you about how yawn, boring, blah, painful, scary, frightening, terrorizing a business plan might feel. I would love it if you would just take a leap of faith with me on this one, because I've been doing this for a while now. I've spoken to, well, probably into the thousands of yoga teachers from around the world about what's keeping them stuck and overwhelmed and fearful and under earning in their business. I promise you, as much as you might not want to believe it, what I'm talking about this week could make the difference for you. So if you're not signed up for the challenge yet, great if you could join us live. The link to sign up is in uh, the episode notes. It's totally free. Uh, And I know I heard from a bunch of folks, uh, definitely, you know, folks in Hong Kong and Singapore and places where it was the middle of the night. And also folks who are, you know, working at the time. Yes, it's all recorded. There's replays. But what there also is, is prizes. So you, uh, you can only get the prizes uh, if you're joining me live. So we've got a bunch of coaching bonuses. I'm going to talk about those over the week. We'll start uh, handing out some prizes. Oh, here we go. This is about to get real. 
I know, it's okay. So we're going to start handing out some prizes uh, over the course of the week. So do make sure that you're signed up. Like I said, the link is in the episode notes. And in one moment, I'm about to launch into the first class so you can get a flavor, the rasa of it. Um, yeah, I know it doesn't sound sexy, but this might make the difference for you. Anyway, go check it out. The other thing I need to remind you about is that the coaching bonus that comes along with growing your yoga biz finishes on Friday. So if you were thinking about signing up for GYYB, which is my four month group training program, and you like the idea of having some one-to-one coaching with me to go along with it, that finishes on Friday. So that's $500 worth of coaching. You can either take it as an intensive all at once, or you can break it up into two parts and use it over the course of the four months. Um, It's a great way to just make sure that what you get in the training is really personalized and customized to be specifically what you need. And it's also a great opportunity if there's you know, intersections with your personal life and your business that you would prefer to speak uh, more privately with me, having that one-to-one support is going to give you that option. So do sign up uh, before Friday. If you know that this program is what you need next, if you know you're ready to say, fuck you, 2020, I'm sorting this shit out and you're going to see me soar in 2021, you need to get into the program. Check it out. The link is also in the episode notes or amymcdonald.com.au forward slash G-Y-Y-B program is over half full already and the people who have signed up are getting to know each other in the Facebook group, people from all over, at all sorts of different stages in their yoga businesses, some brand new, some been teaching for 20 years. It's a, a powerful group already and we'd love to have you join us, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash G-Y-Y-B. And uh, unlike what so many of you have shared with me over the weekend, I'm not as busy as you all seem to think I am. So if you're thinking about signing up for GYYB and you like the idea of getting the bonus $500 of one-to-one coaching and you would like to speak to me before you sign up, um, let's do it. I've got time. And what I want for sure is that everybody who is in that program really knows that is the right step for them. So if you're feeling like the, if you're hearing the call and you have any questions you want to get squared away with me beforehand, do reach out. Let's set up a time to talk. I don't do sales and pushy weirdness, so it's, it'll just be a fun chat regardless of what you decide. Hit me up on Insta is probably the best way to do that, at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. But for right now, enjoy day one of the Create Your Perfect Yoga Business Plan. Uh, we like to chat with each other and stalk each other on social media and protect each other when freaky deeks steal our identities. <laughs> so today, yeah <laughs> you're in the right place um we're all definitely about fun here so to that end um all week long we're going to be talking about business planning and I know a few of you will be like hang on what uh that seems like a contradiction in terms I've got to say I've had literally hundreds of emails from people telling me um how much the idea of a business plan makes them feel uh let's just say unpleasant there's been, a, there's been various different ways that people have described this sensation of unpleasantness. What I have learned since I've been reading all of your emails is that there are so many different ways to spell <laughs> When I asked you, well, what do you think about when you think about business planning? There's numerous ways to spell blah. But I hear you and I'm so glad that you're here anyway because we are going to talk about <clears throat> how a great, simple, fun, yoga-centric business plan can make all of the difference in your business. <clears throat> so let's see. Hey, Christy's new, Sally's new. Yay! So good to have you here, folks. 
So very quickly, if you are new to me, my name is Amy McDonald. I live in Australia, obviously, with my accent, which is decreasing in global uh, accent because I haven't been anywhere for a while. So if I say things that you can't understand, I apologise in advance, uh, let me know. Today we're going to be talking about, like I said, business planning and all week long we're going to be doing the same. I don't know how long these trainings are going to go for, between 30 to 60 minutes, depending on how things are going. Uh, we're going to play it a little bit by ear. Every day, same link, same time right here. I'll email you in advance so that you know. Uh, and for everybody who's watching on the replay, hello, particularly everybody in Singapore and Hong Kong, where it is horrible o'clock right now and you have no business showing up live. So good to, good to see all of you on the replay. I will be recording everything. You can go back and re-watch. I want to do a little bit of a check-in with the stuff that I've heard from you all about business planning since I decided that this might be a nice idea. Hint, if you're looking to offer something free to people, Try making it something that you think that they're not going to say, oh, my God, that sounds horrible. It's been an interesting learning experience. But here we go. Anyway, Heather says, hi, I've been following you for a little while, but this is my first training in Zoom with you. Heather, amazing. Welcome. Okay, so this is just a little snapshot of the emails that I got just last night. Owen says, when I asked, Owen, what do you think about business planning. Owen says, oh no, too much hassle and too complicated. I've never written a business plan even when I started in my previous business. Lisa says a business plan would help her get out of her head, which would free her up psychologically. Love it. Andrea says, if I knew exactly what to do, I believe I'd have a nice inflow of new students and a balance of retained students and a normal amount of students moving on. I like that. Catherine says, I'd have, a clear, I'd have clear focus and more abundance. Jai, I'm into that. Linda says, I think it might get me into action. Amazing. Yelena, hello, stranger. I loved your update. Says, I would feel more calm, sure of the future, be able to plan for future development and investment in my business. My dreams, I will feel that I'm achieving and providing for my family and fulfilling my dreams, manifesting money and energy flow through projects and passions. That sounds rather nice. Mano says, freedom, being able to live my passion and in the process, paying it forward by helping others. Yes, yes. Claire says, what would be different? Less self-doubt, overthinking and space to procrastinate. Yes, you have a plan, so just bloody do it, Claire, says Claire. That was not me. That was Claire saying that about Claire. Love. All right, so uh, that is what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about exactly that. Here's where I wanted to, I've been thinking about this all, you know, all weekend and um, to be honest, so many of you signed up for this training that I started to get a little bit freaked out about, wow, Amy, you better make this worthwhile because there's a lot of people coming along watching this and you need to say something useful. And I don't know if anybody can relate, but sometimes, you know, the pressure of doing something that you've never done before can be intimidating, right? Going out of your comfort zone and, uh, and, and offering something and then, I don't know, does anybody, can anybody relate to that moment of self-doubt where you think, shit, who am I to even offer this thing? Like maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe I'm not the right teacher in this instance. And I had a little bit of that over the weekend. Nikki says, yes, right? I had a little bit of that over the weekend. And fortunately, I took a long bushwalk yesterday and got myself on track. And so all the time, says Lisa, thanks for your email, lovely. I hope you're doing great over there. Always, says Isabel, absolutely, it's all overwhelming, says Christy. 
So I took myself on a long bushwalk yesterday and got myself in order. And what I realized was, um, what I'm going to teach you is my process. And I know that that works for me. So I'm hoping that what I'm going to teach you is also going to work for you. But what we need to always be mindful of is that, um, you know, we're all practitioners in this space. And as a business coach, uh, one who comes from yogic principle, um, I'm going to give you the best advice I can with what I know has worked for me and so many of my clients. And it's the tool that you get to apply and get your own results. So I guess what I'm saying here is I can't promise you anything, folks other than hopefully some nice community every morning for a week and some inspiration to move forward. My sankalpa is that what I teach you actually does uh, generate boons in your own business like it has in mine. So if I think about um, five years ago, and I'm, I can't remember who it was, but someone emailed me over the weekend saying that she'd like to leave her, apologize, I can't remember exactly who it was, um, like to leave her gov- full-time government job and just work in her yoga studio. Five years ago, I was in my full-time government job and it was um, (laughs) sucking my will to live. Uh, It was a highly toxic environment. And um, while I had built up a great team and I was doing meaningful work, I had a boss and a boss of that boss who were, um, you know, rakshasas. (laughs) Not the types of folks that I want to spend my time with. and, and and I had a really reliable income that was quite nice, thank you very much, that I'd been to university and then spent 20 years working up the corporate ladder to get to this point. And, um, and yet it was not my soul's purpose. Uh, and, and while I couldn't identify exactly what my soul's purpose was, and, and I've always had a, you know this idea of what's your dharma, it's always been somewhat amorphous to me, but what I knew for sure was what I was doing was not it. And so it was that that moment of that that act of faith to decide to do something differently. And like many of you, you know, I'm I, I'm a solo person, obviously, except for the fur housemate who has his own booster seat. Thanks, Jane. Um, but I, you know, I do have a mortgage. I do have expenses. I do have family who who rely on me uh, to a degree financially. And so it wasn't a t- it wasn't a possibility for me to just simply abandon everything and go live in a cave and hope for the best that there needed to be something that not only fulfilled me um, spiritually and from that sort of dharmic place, but also pay the bills and pay the bills in a way that wasn't about struggle. So when I decided five years ago that this yoga business was going to be it, um, I was unprepared. I was unavailable to struggle. I was unavailable to freak out. I was unavailable to not be able to pay my bills month to month. And so because of that, I gave myself three months from leaving my well-paid cushy corporate job to, to, to replacing that income through my yoga business, which was a grueling time. I'm not going to lie, but I did it. And ever since that point, I have made it a requirement to always be looking for ways to make what I'm doing easier more um, exciting for me, more fulfilling, in deeper service to the people that I'm here to show up for, but not in a way that comes at my own expense. I am at a place now, you know, five years on, where I have a secure income that I've created for myself and it pays my bills and then some. It gives me the opportunity to 
um, you know, give in a way that feels really good. It gives me enough space and ease that I can do things like this uh, for free and feel really great about it. And it's got me out of this feeling like endless churn. Type into the chat if you either have been or maybe you're in it now, a place in your business where it's always like, you know, scrabbling for the next thing. You know, what, what can I do next because I've got to make this work? That kind of um, that energy of, of like you're always on the run, you're always scratching for the next thing. If this doesn't work, then I can't pay that. Or maybe, you know, if you're in a place where there are things that you would love to do in your life, sign up for trainings, book in for a retreat in 2021 or beyond, something of that nature, and you're making a decision on whether you can do those things or not purely based on the amount of money that's in your life. You know, I think so many of us live our lives based on the availability of cash. And if you think about it, that's a fairly crappy way to live, but prolific. So if you like the idea of uh, actually taking a little bit of a step back from your business so that you can see the bigger picture in order to lean back in and have more certainty, more confidence, more ease, more flow, more prosperity. You're in the right place. And like I said at the top, uh, all I'm going to teach you this week is what I do and what has got me to this place. And I'm not saying this like, look at me, look at me, photo leaning against my Lambo. I'm not talking about all of that sort of bullshit, you know, zero interest in that. Um, cash for cash sake. But what I am interested in is the helping the people who are feeling, who have had that upwelling, the, the requirement, that upwelling of, um, you know, the, the calling, the longing to be in service, to be healing, to be supporting people through the gifts of yoga, to support you to be able to do that in a way where you feel really full and you know, filled up and um, Walking your talk. I mean, who wants to take a yoga class about, who wants to take a restorative yoga class with a yoga teacher who's burnt out? Who wants to take a, who wants to have an Ayurvedic consultation with somebody who is obviously not able to take great care of herself? Nobody. We get to uh, lead by example. That's one of the beautiful joys of being a yoga teacher. And so I really think that one of the things that prevents yoga teachers from coming from this place of fullness and having the space and the time and the ease and the flow to really do what we feel called to do is a business plan. Terry says, yep, seesaw between having faith that it will happen and panicking that it might not. I've been there, Terry, and it sucks. Yeah, there's only so much Abraham Hicks is going to get you through. Laurie says, yes, but it's hard to make this jump. Totally, uh, Laurie. And for those of you who are new to me, or if I haven't said it often enough recently, I'm a zealot for financial security <clears throat> and I'm not a fan at all of taking um, uh, risks beyond what's what's manageable. So we're, we get to do this in a safe way. Ready for something new, says Christine. Awesome. So <clears throat> uh, what I want to do, as I promised, and more to myself than you guys, what I want to do in this training, in this week-long training, is as much as possible share with you my process and encourage you to adopt your version of it through the lens of yoga. You know, one of the greatest gifts that yoga gives to us is stories. And we know, particularly those of you, I know a bunch of you have just done my uh, writing from the heart course. Storytelling is one of the strongest ways that we can come together as humans. Storytelling, regardless of who you are, or where you're from, or what you're interested in, stories are one of the ways that we can all connect with each other. There is a reason why to look at any tradition, there are similar 
archetypes and narrative um, narrative arcs, characters across all of these areas because stories are what brings us together. We're made to share stories with each other. So I'm going to tell you some stories as a way to encourage and inspire you to get your shiz together, re-business planning. Now, quickly, when I say business plan, what we need to drop right here and now is any idea that this business planning thing is going to be a document, a spreadsheet, something that has clip art in it, something that you could show to your bank manager and they'd go, yes, I can see, yes, yes. It's not going to be any of those things. I'm using the term business plan to talk about something that is a little bit more woo-woo than that and certainly far more succinct and far more uh, effective than what you might have than the, than the, I guess, the baggage that you might have brought to this training when you've heard the word business plan. So we can just shed, go, like take a leap of faith with me now and let's decide that we're just going to shed any preconceptions we have about what business planning is because what I, we're going to get after this week of being together is what you will have is a sense of where you're going. You will have um, not only a vision of the, of the destination, but also a sense of what's required to get you there. Moreover, what I really want to help you all create this week is some structure around what it is that you offer in a way that makes sense so that we get out of this sort of scrabbling energy and get into something where you can lean back and trust that what you have put in place is going to get you to where you want to go. Not because you're just hoping for it, not because you've put something on your vision board and that's just going to make it happen. Not because you're, I don't know, doing puja or making requests or whatever else your thing is, but because you have actually done the work that as it, because you've put the, the, the pieces into place, that are going to create that reality for yourself. So if that sounds good, uh, type it into the chat and let's, let's hear from you. If you like the idea of creating your own certainty, type it into the chat and let me know. So where better place to start? If we're thinking about, let's face it, if we're thinking about storytelling in yoga, we've kind of got two main starting points, right? Uh, and I've chosen for today, it's Monday, I've chosen... Um, we're going to start today with the Ramayana. I know it's a lot. We've got like five days of training. Let's just start with the Ramayana. Okay, we're going to talk about a bit, some particular pieces of it, at least for today. Excellent. I like that everybody is interested in this topic. So we all know who Hanumanji is, right? We all know Hanuman. And I know for me, I've taught a lot of classes based on the part of the Ramayana where Hanuman makes the giant leap to Lanka to save the princess. It was a go-to class back in the day when I wanted to teach Hanumanasana. You'd tell a bit of the story, you'd get everybody to hold something uncomfortable for a while while you told a bit more story and then ultimately you'd get them into the pose and, you know, shazam, there we are on Lanka, found the princess, given her the ring, good news. It's a great story. But I think sometimes this story is um, eclipses much more of what's actually going on at that point in the journey. So, you know, if you're, if you're not as familiar, um, essentially the, the, the Ramayana, and pardon me, I'm about to be highly irreverent, but it's for a reason. So essentially from a storytelling perspective, the Ramayana is about boy meets girl, boy, girl fall in love, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back again right? And, and when we 
take it at the at the, uh, the, the highest level, the mechanism by which boy gets girl back again, i.e. Ram is reunited with Sita, is this strange-looking guy that Ram met in the forest that maybe, well, maybe not shiver in disguise, who, although he doesn't, although he doubts himself in the moment, actually can grow to a huge size and make one giant leap and get himself all the way over to Lanka to find the princess. This is the basic teaching of Hanuman and I think where a lot of the yoga teachers kind of that's it that's the bit that we teach and it's a miracle it's one of his you know Ashta cities it's one of his magical powers and it's a beautiful teaching because he doesn't think before it happens Hanuman doesn't realize that he's capable of it and as we know from the teachings one of the the, the reason that he can access the power is because of his devotion to Ram because of how much he believes in the purpose he believes in the mission and even though he's forgotten that he's divine even though he thinks that he's just that monkey man when the time comes he can summon all of his power and do something miraculous to get himself in one leap from one body land mass to another in order to save the day. People are familiar with this story, right? This part of the Ramayana where Hanuman makes the giant leap. And I think that this is a beautiful teaching for all of us. We can all do this in our business. We can, when we really feel driven, we can pull it out of the hat and we can make it happen. It feels insurmountable, but if we really lean in we can do all of the things and what do you know? I got 10 people at the workshop. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I did it. Or I can get that newsletter out on Sunday night before I watch some more Netflix. I didn't think I was going to make it, but <clears throat> I got it. <clears throat> or I can, I didn't, you know, that, that bill, I don't know if those of you who are up for like tax time, I didn't think I was going to be able to pay it, but I, I summoned everything and I went, oh, and I made it. I think we're all capable of the leap. Type into the chat if you know that you have accomplished a miraculous feat of that leap in your business. You can do it if you really believe in what you're about. You can make that happen. I remember the, the first ever retreat uh, I taught by myself. I was in Bali and um, I never I taught a, I co-taught retreats in Bali and Thailand but never one by myself. The first one that I taught, it was whoa, 2014 maybe, the first one that I taught by myself, um, I had some people registered and I needed a few more. I wasn't really even in it for the money. It was just the first time that I'd done it and I was testing myself and I needed a few more to be able to make it possible. So it wasn't weird, but the numbers weren't so low that it was weird for the people who were there. And I was in that moment of, oh God, I don't think I can do it. Like Terry was saying, the oscillation between faith and fear. I don't know if I can do it. What else can I possibly do to make this happen? And back then that was still when meetup was a thing and so there was this meetup group and I reached out to the owner of the meetup group and I said look I'll give you a hundred bucks per person who signs up if I can put my retreat as one of your meetup events and so she did that and I got one more person from that and then we were still down to the wire with I've booked this many rooms I don't care about the money as long as I break even I'm okay but I don't want it to be weird that there are so few people that are coming to this thing and so I put out a post and said if you pay your airfare, I will give you a place on my retreat for free. You just have to get yourself there. And I had two more people sign up, sign up to come on my retreat. Can you imagine someone says, hey, get yourself to Bali and I'll pay everything else. 
Two more people said, okay, I'll do it. And that was what got me to the, I don't know what we had in the end, like seven of us, minimum numbers to make this thing go ahead. I made the leap. It seemed impossible, but I was like, I am determined to make this thing happen. I'm going to find my own yoga business cities and sort this out. And I, and it happened. We had seven people and it was a very nice time. And, um, you know, we did it. It worked. Let's see, who else has done one of those leaps? Jane says, yes, I learned some IT hacks this year that I thought were impossible. Excellent. Nikki says, yes, this is me now, leaping into online course creation. Awesome. Claudia says, I do that when my Zoom numbers are low. Yes, we all have the power to do this. But here's the thing. It's freaking exhausting. Like Hanuman made one giant leap, one. And then other things happened. It wasn't actually the end of the game. Well, sometimes we can just refer to this tiny little portion of the Ramayana as the teaching in and of itself, not the outcome. We can do it, but we can't do it all the time. And where we hit fatigue, where we hit overwhelm, where maybe even we might come up against resentment is when we are expecting ourselves to continue to leap all the time. Everything in business becomes your giant leap. Everything is this miraculous pulling in everything that you've got in order to make happen what you desire to happen. It's amazing when we do it as a one-off, but when you start to rely on that as your approach to business, burnout is right around the corner. Overwhelm is ready and like knocking at the door. Leaping all the time unsustainable. The solution to the fight between the good guys and the bad guys in the, in the Ramayana was not Hanuman leaping all the time. It was just one miraculous thing that started a whole other process such that Ram was reunited with Sita. This is not the, we can't expect ourselves to rely on that one uh, big burst of energy. It's simply not sustainable. Terry says, yes, that's exactly what sends me the other way on the pendulum. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, what we often forget when we think about the Ramayana is what else was going on at the time. So, and, and, and like I said, we've only got a week, so we're going to just, we're going to cherry pick the teachings here, but bear with me. Lisa says, I've been leaping since March and now I'm and I'm on well-deserved holidays. Oh, my goodness, I'm envious of you over there, Lisa. I hope it's sunny and gorgeous and you have lots of time in the garden. Okay, so, yes, Hanuman remembered in the moment that he was able to do great things when it was in the service of the divine and he made this leap. He had Ram's ring as the, as the symbol to say, look, things are going to be okay. He went to Lanka. He gave seat to the ring so she knew help was on the way. But Hanuman was not the saviour. He was the messenger. The bigger piece of work, the larger body of work, was still happening back in India. And what that looked like was dudes were building a bridge. Like you can't rely on the leap. You need to do the work, the more systematic, sustained, um, strategic projects to get you to your goals. It's one thing for one magical monkey, I'm using the term monkey because we've only got a week to talk about this, to get yourself to the princess. But there's other pieces that have to happen to sustain you. You need to back that stuff up with structure and with methodical action. A bridge was being built. 
And so many of us, we don't build the bridge. We just look for the next leap. The bridge is what helps you lean back and trust that if you keep putting the rocks down, you're going to get to the target. So who feels, type into the chat if you're more in the leap category or if you're more in the bridge category. <laughs> Felicia says, I keep padding under the bridge. Well, you know, we're going to get we're going to get there, Felicia. Who's in leap and who's in bridge? Jane's in bridge. Okay, nice. Um, I need to build a bridge now. Leap, says Joe. Hannah says bridge. Both. Interchangeable, says Claudia. Yes. Heather is in leap territory. Okay, cool. This is going to be fun. So what I'm proposing is that we get to use both at once. But here's the particular piece that... Um, Here's a particular piece that your bank manager or your accountant or maybe even your partner is going to be like, okay, um, I've been looking to build a bridge, says Isabel. Jody says, I think I have the materials for the bridge. Excellent. I've started on my bridge, says stealthy Anushka. Um, leap in thought step by step. I like it. Okay, so like I said, this is the part that is not going to go down so well with your bank manager, your accountant, your business incubator person. We can leap when we need to, but it's unsustainable. The, the larger piece to make sure that the outcome that we desire is building a bridge. Here's the thing about building the bridge. In the Ramayana, they built the bridge. But if you think about it, that's a big bridge. And there's no heavy plant. There's no big equipment. There's no dump trucks and bobcats and front-end loaders or any of that back then. There's, like, people who like Ram, furry or otherwise, carrying rocks, putting them into the ocean, and slowly building that bridge. Now, that's the part of the business plan that makes all of you send me emails with things like clenched teeth, headache, groan, yawn, various spellings of blah. If we had to simply build a bridge rock by rock, all of us would go get a corporate job. No one wants to do that. None of us decided to become yoga teachers because we actually want to write a really long-winded document with charts and photographs and very logical explanations that are going to get us to our outcomes. That's not why we're here. Even those of you who have messaged me to say, I used to be an accountant and I've got a financial MBA, and all, you'd, you'd still be there if that was what lit you up. A simple bridge is not what we're about. Yes, Ram and their consolidated armies built a bridge, but they built a magical bridge. And depending on this version of the story that you like best, they built a bridge that had stones that, floated that's what happens you write ram on the stone put it in the ocean floats don't need as many stones or they had fish that floated the stones up to the top not as many stones magical fish supporting the bridge building so this week what i'm going to teach you is how to get out of the leap and get more into the bridge building without having to put every stone in place yourself. Yes, you have to take the steps, but you also get to rely on 
other people to support you. You also get to work in a way that is miraculous and efficient and calling in boons and benefits that you never saw possible for yourself. I'm pretty sure when all of those monkeys were standing on the shore looking over to the horizon, their destination, the idea of building a bridge one stone at a time seemed like an insurmountable challenge. And they never would have seen in that moment that they could have asked for more, that it was in fact waiting, that it was in fact meant to be, that if they just put the stones something miraculous would happen. Those stones will float up and the work would be easier and faster and get them to their goal in a way that was way more efficient, time effective, less onerous, less blah, less headache, less yawn, less all of the other things that you all sent me. So how do you like the idea of, if I said to you, yes, your business plan is your bridge, but it doesn't have to be the massive engineering feat that you may have thought of. It gets to be combination, thinking, doing, combination, manifesting, calling in of boons. Not only is this like the the metaphor for us today, the metaphor from the Ramayana, it's also 100% my approach to my business. Okay, great. We're into this. Perfect. Okay, so... Where do I want to? All right. So if we decide that we know we need to get out, we know we can leap, but we need to get out of that because it's unsustainable. We know we need structure to a degree, but not in a way that takes forever to make. This is the point now where we find ourselves. This is what I think of when I think of a yoga business plan. It's your miraculous bridge. It doesn't have to have all of the demonstrable foundations. You don't have to get your plans ticked off by an engineer. It gets to be part structure and part, call it miracles, call it magic, call it divine intervention, call it magical fish, whatever. But it gets to be both of those things together, faith. It gets to be both of these things together. And in fact, what I would suggest is that's where the magic happens, when you can combine the two. And I'm not talking about spiritual bypassing or magical thinking. You still have to do the work. There are still a lot of stones that are floating. You still got to you still got to write ram on them and throw them into the ocean. But then you also get to lean back and trust that when you've done the work, what's meant to happen is going to happen. Exciting says Jen. Amazing. All right. So for today, and I want you to trust me because it's going to take us a week to get through this process. So if you feel like that didn't get me very far today. This is an iterative step-by-step process. This is a crumma. We're moving through a progressive sequence here. Stay with me. I want you to think about, I want you to think about what your goal is. So back to our analogy for today, the, the part of the reminder that we're looking at today, the goal was get the army over to Lanka to fight the demon and reclaim the princess. That's the goal. It's not just getting the ring to Sita. That's not enough. Okay, she knows help is on the way, but help has to still be on the way. That's the end goal. The leap, not the end goal, a step in the process. So I want you to think about 
what's your overall end game here? And not the end game in the sense of the end of the story, because as we know from the Ramayana, this is just one step, like more happens once the army gets to Lanka and the war begins, a lot more. But that's this end game for this portion of the story. So when you think about, let's even just think about, I don't know, it's got to feel right to you, but maybe the end of 2020, where do you desire your business to be by the end of this calendar year? And yes, there's uncertainty. And yes, we're in unprecedented times. But you want to know something? Who, as if Ram knew that he would be like killing a monkey king and then partnering up with the new king and then, you know, building a bridge to Lanka. Probably didn't see that coming. So, yes, there's uncertainty. Yes, we've never been here before. But I still want you to feel into all of that considered. Where do you want your business to be in six months' time? And I want you to think about I want you to think about the things that you're offering. What's in the mix? I want you to think about the types of people that you're working with. Who's coming along? What sorts of numbers? I want you to think about the amount of abundance, prosperity, the actual money that is flowing into your business by the end of the year. What does that look like? What does it feel like? And I also want you to consider how much time are you working in your business, sorry, on your business. So not delivering, not teaching, but actually the behind the scenes stuff, making your business happen. How much time are you spending? What, is it, what does your end game look and feel like? What's your sankalpa, your intention for your business by the end of December? What is your, and as a consequence, because, I, you know, we're probably all solopreneurs here, we'll work for ourselves. How do you feel in your life? What's your desired feeling tone by the end of the year? Because they all infuse each other. Take a moment, like really get that down. I'm going to talk about what to do with that information. Uh, if you feel called to share it, you can type it into the chat now. But definitely I want you to get it down for yourself. And it needs to be all of these factors combined. It needs to be the things that you're offering. What have you delivered? What have you loved to do? What programs have you offered that have lit you up and made you feel like, yes, this is what I'm meant for. This is my dharma. I'm, I'm doing it. How much money is coming in? How do you feel about your finances? What's paid off or what's saved? How secure do you feel with your money? And how much time are you spending working on your business, this stuff? doing the stuff that, that doesn't immediately, doing all of the things that you didn't know you would be doing when you decided to become a yoga teacher, essentially, the business pieces of what it is to be a yogipreneur. And, like, be true to yourself here. Don't be cheap with yourself. Don't, don't uh, dial those things down. Don't dim your light here. Obviously, you know, it still has to be within the realm of the, um, within the realm of possibility, but don't undervalue what you're capable of because you don't want to aim too high. You know, 
overnight yesterday uh, someone uh, sent me a message in fact no I had three messages over the weekend with people saying Amy look I've got this thing going on and I'd really like to book some time in with you because I need to talk it through and I know you're really busy but if you could squeeze me into your schedule I don't know where everybody got this idea that I'm really busy I'm not really busy I've got heaps of time after this, I might even go back to bed. I got so much time, it's great. I'm not up for being busy anymore. I've got my bridge. I know what I'm doing. And as long as I put the certain number of stones in place for today, they're floating up. It's working for me. I'm not building the solid, all the stones, one on top of each other. I'm not, you know, hiring a backhoe to put more stuff in place. I've got the stones. I know what they are. Right, ram on them, put them in the ocean, they float up. I'm a little bit further to where I want to go. It doesn't have to take my whole life. It did at the start when I was just leaping and leaping and leaping and leaping. But I don't work like that anymore because I know, like so many of you do, that it's unsustainable. Sucks. Sucks. I know I have the skills and it's a blessing that I can do it when I have to, but I don't want to do it all the time. Hanuman didn't want to leap to do that use that city all the time you had all these other ones yes Jody says I feel like I'm busy procrastinating this is why that uh, that in itself Jody is not just for Jody but I've heard it from so many people that so many of you are so busy pardon me doing sweet fuck all, like nothing's actually happening. I'm so busy. I'm at the computer all the time working. So for what? Like you've built up this many stones, but you want to go that way, you know? Like what's the vision? What's the vision? Where do you want to be by the end of the year? Because we need to know what your lunker is. We need to know where the bridge is taking you to. And then over the course of the week, I'm going to teach you how to construct it. <laughs> Justine says, yes, that's me. We need to be a little bit careful, Justine, because there are people from America here and they're so much more well-mannered than we are. Um, yeah, but, well, you know, uh, I'm just calling it as I see it, gorgeous. And I've got to tell you, you're not the only one, Victoria, not at all. There are so, type into the chat, everybody, if you know from time to time, you have caught yourself being very busy doing nothing. Um, no, no, that's up to me to censor, Justine. There's always this moment when I upload a podcast that it says, does your podcast contain profanities? And I always say, no, <laughs> through my cultural filter, <laughs> not at all. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Sally says, yep. So lots of people being busy doing nothing. Terry says, almost every day. Great, great. Do you know there's this part in the um, there's this part in the Ramayana where there's a depending on who you talk to chipmunks girl whatever um, who helps to build the bridge to Lanka simply by shimmying off sand on his fur. Uh, you know the the, the it doesn't it, this isn't about the magnitude of what you're doing. It's about that you are doing something that actually moves you forward. You might bring in the big boulder one day. But one day you might just shimmy off some sand and that little bit of sand is going to get you a little bit further along. Sitting at your computer all day, every day is a, is a hang-up. That's programming from what you got from your parents, you got from your corporate background, whatever you got from your cultural, you know, your societal upbringing. That idea of working hard gets you the goal. It's, that's just a 
belief. You can choose to persist with it or you can try for something else. It might take work. It's taken me some years to get to the point where I know I'm going to deliver a training to you guys. Then I'm going to go finish watching something on Netflix, take my dog for a walk, go to the gym. I'm going to be back here at 12 for an interview. But other than that, I got what I want. It's taken me a period of time to not feel lazy about that. So if you're there, it's okay. It gets to be a process. But the, but the attitude about if I don't work hard, I won't get what I want is just one belief that you can choose or not. And I think for those of you who know that working hard can just end up being churn, scrolling through social media, tweaking up a website that doesn't need tweaking up, um, I don't know, like agonizing over your social media content that you know, took me an hour and a half to write my Instagram post. Well, I call bullshit on that. You know, any of that stuff where you're unnecessarily over-constructing it, where maybe what you needed for, for today is just one big boulder. Or maybe what you needed for today is just one little shimmy of sand. And that's it for you. That's enough bridge building for you. You don't have to labor. This is not Stonehenge. We're not building the pyramids here. We're building a magical bridge that is going to get you to your goals. Um, yes, totally, Annette. Hello from Can Hello in Canada. Yes, I'm totally rec I'm recording this right now for you, gorgeous. I'll send you the link. Okay, so for today, this is pretty much where I want you. I want to, where I want to leave you is with the opportunity for you to spend some time deciding what the destination is. The destination is not Wednesday night's class. I need two more people in it for Zoom. That's not the destination. It's actually another boulder in your bridge, getting you to where you're going. That's not the end game. The end game is not. I need one more person for my restorative mini retreat and then I'll have two and then it can actually go ahead. I hear you. I know that, that what, where you're at, I know what that's like. We're going to talk about how that becomes easier. But we need to stop focusing on that as the end game. That is not your lanka. That is not the destination. It is just another step in the process. So the homework, I'm going to set homework for you all during this challenge. The homework is for you to get clear on what is your end game? Where are you going? What is your goal? Don't freak out. I know, corporate term. What is the destination here? And again, the considerations in formulating the vision of your destination is, let's talk about it. What's the money look like at the end of the year? What's your level of service? And by that, I mean, where, who are you helping? How are you helping them? What are your offerings? What's in the mix and not in the mix anymore? I know a lot of you have been teaching a truckload of classes, leaping and leaping and leaping and leaping, and it's time to pull back and teach fewer classes. Or maybe for you, it's time to scale it up. Maybe you just taught a couple during COVID and now you can do yoga in the garden and let's turn it up and I'd like to do something else now. By the end of the year, What's the level of service? How are you supporting people? What are the things that you're offering? And then the third thing is how much time are you spending working on your business? How much time? Because when we know that, we know what needs to go into that container. And so that it doesn't overflow, we also get to decide how you're going to do those things so that they fit within the container of time that you've set for yourself. Let me just go back and let me know. This is tracking everybody. 
Christy says, I needed to hear this, Amy. I've been so overwhelmed. It stopped me from living my own yoga. Yes, Christy, I can tell that people are uh, really, really getting that. The rush for change with the COVID situation snowballed and has left me burnt out and confused on what I actually want in my business. Yeah, you're not alone, girl. I know that there are a lot of people who are going to be feeling that too. And I can see Jenny says the same. Bree says the same. Yeah, uh, this is a, you're not alone by any means there. Same says Joe. Totally relate. Yeah, great. Okay, so that's the homework. Like I said, you've got to stick with me on this. This is crumma. We're taking it day by day, but we need to know where we're going before we start making the plan, right? Like who's ever had a failed business plan because they made the plan before they knew where they wanted to go? It's like just starting building a bridge that's got no end point. How does that make sense? We're going to look at the stones that need to go into place. We're going to look at how you make them float over the course of the week. But right now we need to know where's that goddamn thing leading us to? This vision that you're creating for yourself And um, how do I want to say this? Okay, well, I want to recast again. And again, this is not, I, no one is better than anybody else in this community. I, I'm feeling called to share what I've been through. It may serve, it may not. But I'm by no means an expert or like living the dream. But what I do know is it has taken, it's been a process to get me to this point where I get to work with seriously cool people. Like, seriously cool. You're all awesome. Where I get to say, hey, who wants to do this thing with me? And hundreds of you say, okay. That's amazing. It's been a process. I have learnt a lot of things. I've taken a lot of courses. I've done a lot of trainings. I've spent a lot of money on stuff that didn't work out for me. I've been ripped off. I've been lied to. I've wasted money. I've made dumb choices along the way to get here. But what I know for sure is none of it would have been worthwhile unless I had decided that I was only available to get what I wanted. Let's face it. I worked full-time in government. I had a car. I had a nice office. I had a great team. I had a six-figure salary. I could take sick days whenever I friggin' felt like it. And, that, and I had a contract that made it very hard for them to fire me. I could have been there for the rest of my life. I would stay there, keep doing that. If it, if if my choice was do yoga but work in the same way or stay with, no way. If I had to do yoga in the way that I did corporate, I would stay in corporate because it didn't matter if I sucked there. It didn't matter if I made a bad choice. It didn't matter if I was sick, I'd get paid anyway. It was easy. As long as I showed up and sat in my chair, I was getting paid. So there has to be more to having the type of businesses that we have than simply repeating patterns that we've learned in the past. There has to be more to it. I wouldn't be doing this if I had to work like that. It's not worth it. Too hard. I would have just stayed there way easier. Doesn't mean I love yoga any less, but slaving away to do yoga, eh, missed the point. It works for me now because when I do work hard, I love it. And when I do see a lot of clients, it's because they're awesome. And I get to take time off and I get to work the parts of the day that, that I hey. like to work. And where I, you know, I don't have to um, turn up at a certain time and finish at a certain time. I get to work with my own natural rhythms and flow. I get to take breaks when I want to. I get to wear whatever the hell I like. You know, there has to be more boons to it. So all of this to say that as you're crafting your vision of where you want to go with this bridge, where you, what your destination is, 
let yourself dream a little bigger. Let yourself sort of, and it might just be the start of it, the crack of the shell, but let yourself start to feel into, well, what would it really like, feel like to, to have the type of business that I want? If I'm honest with myself, how much would I really like to work on this? And if I'm really true to myself, who are the actual types of students that I would love to have and who are the ones that I kind of don't want to help anymore? You know, let yourself really feel into, and it might feel like a fantasy. If I had a, if I, you know, if, I, if someone had told me five years ago that I could have the lifestyle that I have now, I would have thought, well, bullshit. Like you're either a snake oil salesman or you're dreaming, but that's just not possible. That's the stuff of fantasy. Except that I built a bridge to get myself here and I'm going to teach you, like I said, there's nothing special about me. But I want you to think maybe a little bigger than what you've given yourself permission to think about before. And I'm not talking necessarily about I'm going to make half a million dollars a year teaching two classes a week. I mean, come on. But maybe it's about, you know what, I don't like working on Mondays. I don't want to work on Mondays anymore. Or maybe it's about I just want to buy what I want at the supermarket and not look at how much stuff costs. Or maybe it's about I want to sign up for those trainings for the hell of it. I don't even care if I never teach people, whatever. I just want to do it because it lights me up. Or I want to say no to that corporate because you know what, even though the money is reliable and the people are nice, what that business stands for does not align with my values. Let yourself think a little bigger when you're constructing this vision. Where are we going? So that's your homework. Um, let me see. Nikki says, yes, sometimes it feels good to me to work after dinner for an hour. I used to feel really guilty, but that works for me sometimes, especially after a long day with the kids. It's actually enjoyable. This is the stuff that I'm talking about. Like, I don't know, you guys in the UK, I've been instant messaging with you at like five o'clock in the morning because that's where my brain's going. Two o'clock? No. Two o'clock, I need to be in the bush walking my dog. But 5 a.m.? Yes. But if I was imposing all of those beliefs, they would say, well, you're a workaholic or you've got bad boundaries, or you should only operate in business hours. Says who? I'd much prefer to make my coffee and chat with you all on Instagram and then hang out with my dog for a few hours. More interesting. You can't garden at 5 a.m. I can talk to you guys. Yes. So what would it look like for you to actually feel nice, to feel like, yeah, you know what? This makes it all worthwhile. This time with your kids, more vacation, working more. Maybe you're feeling understimulated. Maybe you want to offer more stuff. So homework for today is get clear on where you're going to. What is the destination by the end of the year? We're going to build a bridge, but we need to know what the destination is. What is your lanka? What's your end game? How does it feel? What does the prosperity look like? Who and how are you serving? How much time are you spending working on your business? And then tomorrow, we're going to start to actually put the stones in place so that you know uh, that you can take some action and then trust that those, some of those stones are going to float up, that there's going to be a chipmunk shimmying some sand along the way to help you get there. All right, everybody, I think that's how people are feeling about the idea of maybe it being possible like it was for Ram and like it has been for me to build yourself a bridge to get you to where you might have thought was impossible previously. Obviously, you know, 
Ram is Vishnu. I'm not making any such claims myself. We're taking it from the, you know, the, the manifest to the absolute here. So possible, says Lisa. I love that for you, Lisa. I really love that for you. Amazing. Um, yes, Christine says Facebook ads are a big rock, but then it's part of the bridge. Totally part of the bridge. <laughs> as long as someone doesn't keep blowing it up for you, Christine. I love that. Um, so ready says Helen. Absolutely says Anushka. Yes, sounds really good. Says Jody. A bridge sounds fab. Says Deanna. Amazing. Um, Christine in Boston. We're going to catch you on the replay, girl. If you can't make it, uh, if you can't make all of the sessions live, we're going to we're going to love on you because you're new. We love on everybody here. All right, so folks, homework assignment. You've got it. What I'm going to do is, if you want totally up to you. If you would like to keep your momentum going during the challenge, I'm going to go make a post in my Facebook group, the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group, to start a thread about sharing these locations. Where are we all going? Where are we building our bridges to? So if you would like to share what that bridge is for you, there will be a post momentarily in the Facebook group, uh, Abundant Yoga Teachers, if you're not in there yet. Uh, that's how. That's where we hang out. You can share your vision with everybody else. You can declare it. You know. Um, these things I believe when you share them with people it helps us stay accountable but also just be seen and heard and have our 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 desires validated by other people so if you'd like to do that be on the lookout for that post otherwise we're going to be back here again same time tomorrow to start looking at okay how do you choose the right rocks to build the bridge and how do you know which order do you put them in place with maybe a little bit more nerdy yoga anecdotes along the way Claudia says got to figure a lot of my mm out by tomorrow <laughs> Claudia you know what you can change direction girl it's okay we're just talking about through to the end of the year what I'm teaching you is a skill set and you can apply it to different things over time this is a it can be a semi-permanent relocatable bridge but it's not like a it's not like a dinghy it's got to be a little a little bit more structured than something that's just floating around this is not sup business planning. Um, all right, folks, let me just go back to gallery view to say goodbye to everybody. So fun seeing you all here. Look at all of these faces. Have I? So good. Oh, I love that. You Look at everybody who comes to my trainings regularly knows that I get a kick out of the wave at the end. You're already like preempting my wave request. I love it. Okay, folks, so excited. Thanks for joining me here. I'll see you all tomorrow. Be on the lookout for that post in the Facebook group. Share if you want to. Even if you don't feel called to share your own vision, that's okay. If it feels too, you know, um, too precious right now, that's all right. But go read everybody else's because I think it's so inspiring to, and I know a bunch of you know each other already, it's so inspiring to watch each other's journey and see what everybody else is up to. So go check out the feed and uh, see what everybody else is working on and give them some love at the same time. See you tomorrow, everybody. Uh, might be going back to bed. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.